Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to thank and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to Work in Progress, the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. Let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome. I am your host Tia Hama and today we are discussing budgeting and how you can budget productively. I'm here with Payfun Lim. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. How's the how's the weather where you are? It's bucketing down rain here today. It's so cold. Um, in here it's so hot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so hot. Oh, I wish I could be there. So lucky. So Before we started this podcast, um, we were discussing sort of how I got to where I am. So how did you get to where you are and your position is sort of like a finance expert and professor? Um, Okay. Uh, First, I actually don't recognize myself as an expert. (laughs) Okay. Okay, So I I actually studied uh, management when I took my undergraduate uh, and then I took uh, minor in finance. I found it it's actually useful because finance is um, needed everywhere. And then I I yeah. continue I continue my study uh, uh, for two years, two thousand four two thousand six in finance as well. And then I work uh, as a professor teaching research. And um, and then I uh, at the moment I currently I uh, I pursue my doctoral study in finance as well wow that's amazing how is that going um of course challenging yeah <laughs> yeah but, but you're enjoying it uh yes to some extent yep yes but i think uh because because um it's something that uh i do and i think um, it's useful also and everyone actually and I can apply it for my 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 uh, financial planning, my family financial planning, and uh, I think everyone uh, needs it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think mm-hmm. that's something I've always been a bit jealous of the commerce students. I'm like, oh, you guys understand like how to actually mm-hmm. handle finances and money. Um, but hopefully today's podcast is sort of going to shed a bit of light on that for those um, who, like me, are not commerce or finance <laughs> students. Um, so as we've already mentioned. Today, we're going to be discussing budgeting. Uh, This is something that I'm sure everyone is familiar with. Um, And as a uni student, I've definitely sort of come to understand its benefits. Um, But I've also sort of come to see, yeah, when I don't implement it, sort of what can go wrong. So for our listeners, Payfun, how would you define budgeting? I I think it's uh, budgeting is basically allocation uh, allocation of what we have. Yeah, and uh, how we allocate it, and then how we also uh, spend it wisely, and also it it actually it also uh, we can invest as well. So uh, how we actually manage 
and uh, manage and allocate our money. That's 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 basically according to me what is budgeting. Yeah, I think it it sounds like it encompasses sort of a lot. So it's going to be fun to sort of flesh that out later in the podcast. Um, and for those who are listening who haven't sort of gauged, um, me and Payfun are not in the studio together. <laughs> so she's yes. in Singapore and I'm in Melbourne. Um, so, yes, that's why, you know, typical Zoom or Zencaster problems, someone will be on mute saying something. Or, so just bear with us as we <laughs> tend to, you know, figure this out. So... Now we're going to do some rapid-fire questions for our listeners. So this is just sort of a get to know you a little bit better. Um, So I'll say some words. There's only five of them. Um, So when I say them, just sort of share whatever comes to mind, the first thing you think of, um, you know, whether it's a favourite of yours or something that you've been interested in. So I'll say the word and you say what you think of. Ready? Okay. Okay. Do you have a favourite book? Um. Uh. Yes. Uh. At the moment, I have to read a lot of actually articles, uh, journal articles, but also some of the books. And I currently also uh, concerned with the environmental issue and how it's related with economics. So I read some books related with uh, economics and, and environment. Um, oh wow! Yeah. It's, it's, That's it's, so interesting. It's, yes. Of. Uh. Especially. Uh. Nowadays, you know, like we are, we have like extreme weathers and then also, mm. uh, and it, it, at first, uh, I thought it, it happened like far, far away, but, um, but in fact, like a few months ago in my hometown, uh, I never, I never experienced hail, hailing and yeah. because our, our hometown is actually in the tropical country, but uh, it turned out there is hail in our Hometown. Wow! Yeah. yeah. So at first I thought like, oh, it's still far from maybe like uh, maybe from our place. Uh, I read the news about fire and then about the uh, wildfire and then crowd. It actually already concerned me, but when it struck near near our places like uh, floods and then um, floods and then also like uh, extreme heat as well as the hail so it's it's kind of like making making me uh, it's make me feel like okay this is actually not something that very far yeah it's actually what happened at the moment yeah yeah definitely last, last time in australia is also there is bushfire right yeah, yeah, we get yeah, we get all of it here um yeah. yeah i think recently in queensland there's been um, some really extreme floods. Um, mm. I know I've got family up there, so oh. there's yeah, they've been really heavily impacted, and it's just not slowing down. It's been like this for like maybe two, three months now. Oh. Um, so yeah, I think it's yeah really important to read about yeah sort of how the economy affects the environment and how everything affects the environment. So it's important important for us to learn about. Um, so I'm sure that'd be really interesting to read about actually. Did yeah. you have any sort of like book recommendations for people who wanted to read about that? Um, oh, actually, a lot of books. But uh, last, uh, I read uh, I read a couple about economics and environment, and then about sustainability. That's mm. uh, that's really uh, I think uh, many good books uh, written about an uh, environment and economy how actually economic activities affect environment but in in to some extent also how actually we can 
uh, we can use economic also to uh, to uh, to maybe like to to ha- to foster the to foster the transition into better better like it's like how economy and financial system can help also the environment because mm. uh, because we usually say like okay because of the economic activities environment is actually uh, uh, having degradation because like uh, there are externalities uh, public good which is actually not being priced in the yeah yeah but but somehow we also need to think how actually economic activities can also to some extent um, help the help the environment protection uh, help the mitigation and adaptation uh, risk, risk mitigation and adaptation of the uh, severe climate weather and extreme weather and also sea level rise yeah, i think those those things are uh, important as well for us to think about yeah definitely i think there's something that yeah everybody should learn about even if you're not studying it um yeah. then i think it's always yeah important to read and learn about it so thank you for that um, okay, what is one of your favorite movies? Oh, if you ask me one, it's quite difficult, but <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there are many movies that I like, uh, but, but mostly uh, maybe the genre that I like is uh, 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 action and also comedy romance. I, nice. I, I, I'll say, <laughs> yeah. I, I like to see. I don't like horror though. No, me neither. I hate scary films. Yeah. Scary films are horrible. I, I just can't understand. Like my friends are like, oh, the thrill. And I'm like, no thrill. <laughs> it's just scary. It's just scary. Do you have a favorite romantic comedy? I know that I have definitely, I have a long list of romantic comedies. So I'm interested to see what some of your favorites would be. Oh, um, because at the moment, currently, I did not watch movie a lot, uh, but, but, uh, I remember like there are a lot of a lot of movie that I watch. Yeah, of course recently if I if I watch yeah, James Bond for example yeah. like that, yeah. Because it's just recent, right? But yeah. um, for it's quite like, I didn't watch quite a long time for for the movie, but for James Bond and those kind of movie I because it's recently it's yeah. a recent movie, right? I watched Yeah, that. a recent release. So good. Yes, we love uh-huh. we love action movies and what, what movie romantic did you comedies. Watch? <laughs> oh um Maybe you I can help uh, help me to remind <laughs> to, to remind me. I'm trying to think. Um I think what did I watch the other day? I was watching um oh, I had to watch something for a class that I was taking. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Um Oh, I had to watch um What Women Want. Ah, like okay, movie okay. With, it's got Mel Gibson in it. Um, mm. classic movie. The music in that is like such a good movie. It's classic romantic comedy, like typical good two thousands romantic comedies. <laughs> we love them. We love them. Okay, so, uh, what is a podcast that you are currently listening to, or a favorite podcast? Uh, actually, I I I watch your podcast. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I feel like I'm so obliged to say that. You can list others. Don't worry. <laughs> no, uh, but I, I, because at the moment, like there are a lot of online, online webinars and also online conference that I have to attend. So, yeah. 
I kind of like, okay, I have enough online webinars and online conference, so I, I may not want to add more. I really more. feel like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I understand if like, yes, uh, some people actually, okay, just uh, just want to maybe listen for half hour or, yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, it's basically... Basically, like they, I, I understand, like because we we are currently like really having a lot of information, and we have to pick and mm. we have to be selective with the the one that uh, we because we have limited time, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. Uh, beside your podcast, I think I didn't really, <laughs> but that uh, but I actually watch or attend a lot of online webinar and conference online conference yeah. as well. Yeah, I think they're good substitutes. You know, we'll we'll take our podcast as the answer to that question. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, so who is your famous role model? It's quite difficult, but I think Mother Teresa, Warren Buffett, those, those, uh, those, uh, those. Wow. I think, yeah, they are like big, influential, like <laughs> famous role models. Yes, yes. They're good because- though. I know. I like that. Yeah, if 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 uh, if Mother Teresa because uh, until until yeah until Daddy she passed away, we already know her track record, right? And how is mm. the uh, positive impact that she gave to the community? Yeah. For Warren Buffett, he's still alive, and yeah, I think I think a lot of uh maybe because I'm in finance, so a lot of also yeah I read his biography as well as um his. Uh, his, uh, his, record. Uh, his what? His suggestions. Yeah. His suggestions. Yeah. And oh, so. you read his biography. Yes, and also. Oh, did you enjoy yes. it? Yes, yes, and also I, I remember some of his suggestions. Uh, for for example, like, don't don't buy don't buy don't buy a thing more than it words. Mm. Uh, and then also like um. Uh, in fact, a lot of investment strategy because he is uh, value investing, right? And I think yeah. he also he also already proved that he is consistently uh, do well, uh, mm. and also like a philanthropist as well, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are so many like famous sort of like finance quotes of his or like like sort of tips and skills that people know of, but they don't know that it's him. Yes. Just refer so, to his. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, okay, and final question. What is a recent course you have completed? Okay, because I took my doctoral study, so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just completed uh, my course in the capital market research. Wow. <laughs> capital market research and in accounting and also um uh, capital markets and writing actually I have to attend writing courses as well oh wow yeah. how is that uh, okay yeah oh it's okay yeah. it's it's um I think for research because it's related with uh, currently that what I did so yeah it also uh, uh, somehow like encourage me to read encourage and force forcing to some extent mm. <laughs> yeah yeah encourage and force me to read a lot bit more and especially mm. like we have to write proposal and research proposal and so on so we have to uh, we have to be aware also what is the current issue uh, mm. that uh, current issue that uh, or research gap that we can feel so we can 
we can uh, we can contribute also uh, through our writing. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Well, I hope for the listeners, you now know Payfund just a little bit better. Um, so we're going to dive into the interview questions now, sort of get into the nitty gritty stuff of sort of budgeting and productivity. Mm-hmm. So given the course of your experience, how would you personally define productivity? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's actually very hard questions because, <laughs> okay, I... I uh, I myself actually experienced changing in the definition of productivity when mm. I was young. For me, productivity is like a tick list of target, personal target and organizational target that I have to fulfill. Yeah. That that when I was young, I I I define productivity is like um, okay target that I have to fulfill, and when I fulfill it, like I feel like okay, uh, yeah, I I can tick, and then uh, I it's, it's uh, it means like okay today I have ten lists and I did it all so it's productive. But uh, as as I I'm getting older, <laughs> okay yeah. so um I define productivity differently. I think productivity is more mm-hmm. toward how we how I I grow to my fullest potential. Yeah, and at the same time when I grow to the fullest potential, uh, I can. I can I can feel joyful, con- uh, I can feel contentful as well as um, giving impact, uh, develop others as well. I think yeah. that's now how I I I see about productivity. It's not yeah. just it's not just a long list of things that I have to to do like that. Yeah. No, exactly. I think that's really interesting. Not not a lot of guests have um, sort of brought that to light that the definition for productivity for you personally changes over time um so I think that's a really interesting point yeah that you've made in terms of what you think being productive for yourself means sort of when you're in your 20s um versus sort of when you're later in life and you have sort of developed those skills what it means to be productive for you um so yeah I really like that sort of that changing definition um and sort of bringing sort of well-being into it that's so interconnected so what do you believe to be the main challenges that can hinder an individual's um, personal productivity? Um, uh, many things. I think, um, I think internal and external, but mostly perhaps uh, I think because ex- we cannot, we cannot, uh, we cannot control external things, right? So I think mostly uh, it's more toward our internal internal factors yeah such as um i, I think every person has uh, different challenges uh some some people maybe like uh laziness it could be right or uh, uh, already in the comfort zone doesn't want to grow but maybe for some yeah. people but maybe for some people uh workaholic maybe it could be also hinder <laughs> yeah. productivity right because we we, we tend to think definitely like, okay, depend on our definition of productivity back to that one again. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I think there's so many different factors, like you said, that can, um, yeah, hinder your personal productivity. And yeah, I like, I'm liking your answers to these <laughs> questions so far because they're sort of bringing up things that may, like our other guests haven't really um, discussed or fleshed out, which is so important, sort of that um, mm-hmm. flexibility 
uh, that comes with sort of defining productivity and sort of how you can be sort of um, so, you know, overtly productive that it starts to actually hinder your productivity, sort of yep. being obsessed with working. Um, you know, on one of the podcasts we discussed um, hustle culture and sort of how that could be a bit toxic sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I think there's, yeah, there's lots of things that can hinder your personal productivity. And so maybe can like, for example, we have time actually with our loved ones, but because of uh, we don't really have quality time with them, it could be also right. So, so it's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's, you know, important things. There's more important things in life than just sort of getting work done and that sort of thing. Um, um, yeah. So that's great. So sort of circling back to budgeting, I don't I don't think a lot of people uh, think of these two things as being combined. When I think of budgeting, I don't think of sort of productivity and being productive with my money. Um, and I know up until now, I've never sort of thought about how um, I can view budgeting as a way of being productive. I've always sort of viewed it as a tool um, that sort of, you know, save money to make a big purchase, to buy a house or a car or that sort of thing. So in your opinion, how do you think uh, budgeting and productivity relate to each other? I think it's so much related uh, because like Back to my definition about productivity, it currently is like about like how we can grow to our fullest potential. So I think like uh, if we we are, for example, like if we do not manage our money well, somehow we we also do not, we, we don't do budgeting, for example. We want to, for example, if we want to, uh, for example, like, okay, I want to join certain certain courses or I want to join certain training which actually can help my passion uh, can also uh, make me growing but I don't really uh, I don't really uh, allocate allocate or budget budget about that one I think it's, it's kind of it cannot be achieved as well right and also um, not just not because because like um of, I, I don't know, maybe like people who have unlimited amount of money maybe don't need to budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I think, but I, I don't think so. Uh, I think like um, uh, because we budget, uh, we do the budgeting, uh, it's also reflecting how we are also productive in other area of our life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's related and it's also reflecting how we manage our time, how we manage our money, it can help us uh, to be productive. Yeah, definitely. The, the reflection sort of, yeah, like you said, of how you manage your money and how oh. you manage your time yeah. very much sort of reflects sort of that part of your personality and who you are if you're a bit mm. more A-type and you so you're very um, sort of place a lot of importance on organisation and sort of these kind of things. Yeah, your, your bank account can definitely <laughs> definitely reflect all of that. I know as a uni student, you know, when exams are over, my bank account definitely reflects sort of the Saturday nights or the celebrations and that kind of thing. So... Um, oh. Like we've sort of mentioned briefly, one of the main benefits of budgeting is highlighting what an individual needs versus what they want. Mm. So what tips do you have for people who struggle in formulating this difference? Um, okay, so uh, okay, 
basic things um first it's like uh if we want some if we if we want something maybe like we think twice uh whether it is um to, to differentiate between need and one if if we don't buy that if we don't have that is uh is it still uh, affecting our life that i think one of the question somehow like to differentiate what really needed and what is what we want so if that thing is taken uh, if that thing is taken or we don't buy that uh, can we still live i think that's the first question to differentiate between what we need and what we want yeah uh, primary and we, we learn about primary secondary tertiary but uh, having said that i didn't say that uh, uh i didn't say that okay you just is it mean that i just feel fulfill my basic needs food and then uh, just that I, i i didn't mean to say that as long as actually we can uh, allocate and we know how to prioritize to do prioritization so for example uh, uh, for example like uh, planning for our pension maybe mm. it's like very long time right but <laughs> yeah. needed to be done and it's it's better we did it like since we yes we were young rather than we already reach uh, to our our retirement period so uh, as long as uh, actually we as long as actually we can uh, we can prioritize we can do prioritization what is important uh, uh, important so i think i think we can have both what we want what we need and what we want but first thing we have to we have to know we have to yeah. fulfill what we need first uh, right uh, then we can fulfill the second third and tertiary things yeah definitely i think yeah again as a uni student i can definitely <laughs> understand sort of what you need versus what you want you know you want the new outfit or the new hat um but at the end of the day sort of you need to pay bills and sort of eat food <laughs> and that sort of thing first <laughs> and- i know yeah and 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 uh, uh, one thing that uh, i found contrad uh, paradox so if we fulfill what we want now we cannot fulfill what we need in a later period right yeah uh, but if we fulfill first what we need now and then uh, we can allocate allocate uh, some amount of money for what we need in the future actually we can also have more for what we want like yeah that. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a great way of looking at it, you know, sort of that delayed gratification, you know, living on what you need and you do need it um, and then sort of, yeah, getting what you want later, which is always very nice. So moving on, um, a common budgeting misconception is that it is believed to be sort of like a one-time event. I know personally budgeting is something that I maybe do sort of like once a month or every couple of months, um, depending on sort of how organized I'm feeling. Um, but I have friends who do it much more often than that. So it does require constant adapting according to an individual's certain situation. So for the audience, how can we adopt a positive attitude towards budgeting um, and not view it as a stressful sort of event um, or a financial assessment um, that we're sort of dreading like how can we how can we change our attitude towards it mm. um, first um, uh, 
I think once it's become a, our habit, it really helps. For example, like I just give like personal experience. When I receive, uh, I have my earning. Once I did like, okay, I have like, uh, I do allocation, right? Okay, I, I do uh, how many percent I need to invest, how many percent I need to, for example, maybe like if we have tithing and giving, how many percent like for our needs, uh, our our daily needs. So by doing that, by doing that, uh, it kind of help help me to uh, to monitor, but it also doesn't stress me out. For example, like I really want to eat good food at the moment. For example, but um, because I know the the uh, the the uh, the allocation of the money, I I already allocate into the big chunk first, like the big chunk. So yeah. actually, it's okay. Uh, I I I uh, every day, for example, uh, I spend certain amount of money, but then. I know this is Saturday, like what you said, you want to spend with your friends or whatsoever. Yeah. You, you you can do it. But but somehow we know like, okay, how much amount that I still have uh, for yeah. for my expenses like that. Yeah, it, it's somehow like helping us also. And uh, with investing, for example, like with investing, when we actually allocate also for investing, it's really good also if we saw it's growing yeah so yeah but yeah but I, I i also not a person that i will record everything like in every day and nowadays actually it's also quite helpful like if we have certain uh card it's actually like like at the moment i have card so every expenses is actually already recorded i just see in my uh my mobile phone uh, yeah okay. so it's help i i did not really need to do to write everything right because it's already yeah. recorded there like that kind of helps yeah yeah it's so helpful I think it's yeah having that um sort of app on your phone I think it's so helpful yeah for your budgeting productivity to see sort of what you spent and how you spent it um and depending on what bank you're with I think um some will sort of give you statistics I know Mm. I was looking through uh, one of my statements the other day and there was some statistics that yes. were on there that were a bit scary. <laughs> it didn't look very nice. Uh, I'd spent, you know, an enormous amount of food at this one place um, oh. and that sort of thing. So I think it's, you know, those things can be a bit daunting, um, but I think it's helpful and it's healthy for you to sort of um, confront them and look at them and sort of change your attitude towards them so that, you know, you're not running away from it because, you know, finances and sort of financial security is something um you know that affects everybody so it's something that we sort of need to yeah you know have a positive attitude towards as as much as I hate sort of reading my bank statements it's helpful (laughs) you know for me to be like okay maybe I'm not gonna spend (laughs) that much money on that much food yeah and Um, and it helped us to evaluate as well so yeah like what you mentioned right okay uh, okay, this is actually after we did it, like something, sometimes like, okay, it's too expensive, for example. So somehow like we have, um, we have, we evaluate our, we evaluate our, our spending as well, right? It, it helps. And yet it's correct because uh, they provide us with like, for example, how much is for transportation, how much is for food, how much is actually for other things. So we can trace, uh, we can trace also, um uh what is our biggest expenses and 
and it it actually also can help us what is our biggest weaknesses yeah like <laughs> yeah it it somehow can help that as well yeah yeah exactly so for most people so if you get your statement or sort of like you sort of go through your bank account on like a monthly sort of, or I think it's like two to three months, I think every time you get a bank statement, depending on who you're with. Um, but for people who want to practice budgeting um, and sort of have this misconception that it is sort of a one-time event, um, when do you think or how often do you think people should sort of look at their bank accounts as sort of, you know, sort of uh, filter through sort of their purchases and their spending? Um, at least monthly, according to me, at least monthly because we usually uh, at least why I said at least because, but I don't I don't think it's actually something that I, I I want I want us to like having like mindset like actually doing budgeting is fun, you know like really yeah. fun like you know like <laughs> if we did monopoly game it's actually fun not really yeah. something that is really stressful. And uh, second thing is, um, doing budgeting is actually does not make us uh, live poorly. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it helps us to evaluate uh, how we can manage our uh, our wealth uh, mm. wisely. Like mm. that. I think, I think it helps. So for me, at least I just see monthly because because I allocate after I allocate and then I just check like Monday and then I know okay uh, this month actually I I spend too much in which in which part or or perhaps like even like okay uh, my investment in this in this is actually need need to be also monitor and be balanced for example so yeah it, it somehow helps uh, helps also uh, to at least according to me Monday maybe yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I think monthly tends to be when people look at it, you know, you get you get your bills and that sort of thing <laughs> around that time. So that tends to be when people confront it. Um, but you brought up something interesting that I just sort of want to track back to. You said, um, you know, we have to start looking at it as budgeting can be fun. Mm. How do you make budgeting fun? Because when I think of budgeting, it just sounds like such a nightmare. I hate math. I don't want to acknowledge how much money I'm spending on certain things. So how do you how do you make it fun? Okay, it's actually very practical. Also, thing that we can do, for example, uh, after we receive our earning, and then we just allocate uh, first prioritize, right? Do, do do not delay it until the last minute. What we have to pay, uh, what we have, for example, we have bill to pay. Just f- fulfill that first, and yep. then allocate. For example, from from. Uh, from our our income just allocate okay first pay the bill and then after that we put aside for investment uh, and then after that just live with the rest for example yeah. like that. so it, it's it's a good a good practice also to do because uh, because we have tendency like this um, instead of uh, instead I, I think like this many people like just what they do like Okay, I still have money. I still have money. But if we already pay our bill and then allocate certain amount or certain percentage for investment and then we live with the rest, so mm-hmm. somehow we know like, okay, this is actually what what I have. Not not having like 
uh, okay, I still have money. So at the end, we don't have anything to allocate to saving or investing, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think first, just cut it first that for paying the bill. Cut it first for for investment. Allocate that, and then the rest, yeah. uh, you just yeah, you just live with the rest. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great mindset. And I think, yeah, having that prioritization that we talked about and sort of, yeah, you can have your needs and your wants as long as you're sort of do, yeah, doing it wisely and productively. Mm. Um, so a recent study indicated that many young individuals lack financial literacy and budgeting skills. So clearly education is key in this matter. I know when I was in school, I learned nothing about finances. They didn't teach us anything about tax. I don't know if this is Australian school thing, but they didn't teach us anything about tax or finances or budgeting. And when I graduated, I relied entirely on my parents in terms of like, how do I know like certain things cost or how do I know what to spend or you know, working out budgets. So like, how am I going to be able to pay rent and bills um, because I moved out of home? Sort of how am I going to, um, you know, figure out how much money spend these things? Because when you're a kid and your parents pay for things when you're Mm. little and you're like, yeah, cool. Like, I'm just going to get food for free. Um, And then you move out and you're like, it's not free. (laughs) Nothing is free. Um, So my parents guided me a lot with my finances and my school definitely didn't educate me on that. So just some advice, how can schools or even parents um, sort of teach young individuals on budgeting so that they can be more financially literate? Okay. So I think a starting point is family, for sure. And then second school. For family, uh, this is my personal experience. Like uh, I have two sons. And um, at first, uh, they, they don't understand like they don't understand put money right. They what they want with they just say to us as a parents like, "Mom, I want this, I want that, I want to pay yeah. this, I want to pay that." And then, uh, okay, uh, uh, I just like okay, I just give it like that. But but then uh, I think when he start in the primary school, it's uh, first grade, maybe around six years old. So, uh, I I I start giving him like allowance, like allowance. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, and if 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 like maybe he received from grandma, grandpa, he can save it as well, and he can record oh, it. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> then, uh, this is the funny thing. One time we go to the shopping mall, and then uh, he always like to play. There is a play that uh, actually it's it's only like um, few minutes, but you have to pay. Usually, uh, usually he just asked me, and then I give it right now. One yeah. time when he asked again, and then I told him like that because uh, he he not only like playing one time. There are several play that he will he he wants to play. So I I told mm-hmm. him okay, you can play, but. It will be taken from your allowance, Ooh. and then he told me, <laughs> and then he told me like this. Mm, but he he tried to he tried to bargain. Oh, but I don't bring the money. I put it at home. <laughs> I yeah. told him it's okay. I I give you the money now. But then it will we'll be deducted. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly he said to me, uh, "No, no, mom, I I I I don't want to play. It's expensive." Mm. So I think 
first uh, parents somehow also have to maybe we can we can train them by giving them allowance hmm. so some this is actually also help them to to allocate and uh, yeah. to also prioritize which one that I have to fulfill first so from that actually I learned also that uh, giving him allowance like uh, from the from the uh, and, and in fact it giving him allowance it means good for him like now he can get money right but it's also somehow give him responsibilities yeah to 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 differentiate what he really wants and what he actually uh, actually he can delay it like that and uh, and actually it the good thing is he like lego right my son like mm-hmm. lego so he actually can save and then i said uh, yeah if you really want to play it's okay you you can play it but it will be deducted from your allowance and then he just said no uh, it's expensive <laughs> and but but he can buy lego he can save and then he can buy lego so mm. i think somehow it's also train him uh, to have uh, a, a, a responsibility but yet uh, i think satisfaction for him as well when he can he can uh, he can he can buy it like as if like he can buy it buy it by his own right yeah. his own money i think that from the family uh from the school uh i think from the school uh some school already like uh starting like um allocate money for saving like that but mm. as you grow up in our uh, I, i i teach in the university in our university actually we also have like a group of uh, we can not a group like um basically people who want to learn about investment student who want to learn investment they can join uh at yeah, first awesome. like yeah and at first at through simulation but using the real data but it's a simulation so it's not real yeah. money but then uh they can start invest their money because because uh, at the at at the moment it's actually access toward the uh, access toward financial apps it's an investment app is a lot and we can start with really 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 low amount mm. uh, maybe it's only like one time eating but you can you can actually start with that amount of money so um i think this this also help help uh, help the help the students uh, because because if in a university i think they they already grew up and they already they they first they, they get the knowledge from the simulation but then the second one they can also get benefit from really investing their money uh, in in the product that they understand also the the return and the risk like that i think yeah yeah it's many infrastructure that actually we can we can many infrastructure and also many 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 that we can curriculum uh, we integrate with curriculum or we have uh, like group like that for for them to learn and to invest and they're really happy when they when they start to i bet yeah yeah, yeah. that's so awesome mm-hmm. yeah i think it's really important i think yeah to implement that in the family in the home and i think if yeah they can bring that into schools is sort of something that students can learn about um yeah i think that's such a helpful tool i know yeah it wasn't a thing when i was younger so i hope that sort of the younger generation can start to benefit from this research and this understanding um that people are providing so touching back on sort of that family financial situation what age do you think 
parents, what, what age do you think is appropriate for parents to sort of introduce this topic and where would you sort of recommend parents start? You mentioned that you sort of provide your son with an allowance and that sort of allows him to save up for Lego. Um, so what do you think is sort of the best age bracket for parents to introduce this topic and sort of how would you recommend they introduce it? Maybe I, I, I think uh, more than five years old, I think, I think they already somehow understand the value uh, of, of the value and uh, because they already can learn simple math, right? So I, I, I'm just thinking like they can already understand about simple math. So I think uh, six years uh, we we can we can already like start uh, start um, start implementing that. I think if yeah, I, I, I remember Warren Buffett start investing 12 years old and then he wow. mentioned <laughs> and he mentioned it's investing and he mentioned it's it's too late. So I'm like kind of. Oh. <laughs> That's oh, much too late for me then. Oh. <laughs> no, but it's 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 better late than never, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. But I I think more than more than five years. I think already uh, yeah. six six year maybe because they already understand about simple math. They already can mm. count money, right? I think I think we can we can start uh, to to make them understand about that one because another thing that I found it's funny. Uh, because nowadays we we bring card right we don't really we don't bring money right so actually yeah. children also observe so the my younger children one time ever like uh, uh ever he asked something and then i mentioned mm, no money oh it's okay you can swap the card <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can swipe oh, sorry you cannot swap you can swipe the card so um i think it's also uh, a starting point that we have to explain that okay mm-hmm. it's not just swiping the card it's you have magic. to pay <laughs> yes yeah. you have to pay as well so i think uh yeah i think giving giving them allowance let them having uh, uh having what to some extent um uh, res- uh access but it's also access right access to toward money like they have allowance like mm. that but but also uh, somehow it gives them responsibility to manage, manage, uh, and and we know like the allowance that we give to them is not that, it's not that if 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 he make mistake if they make if the children make mistake it's not that all that that uh, that <laughs> yeah. they have right, rather than it's late when they already grew up and then they don't understand how to manage and they mm. they make mistake with all their money better with the starting with the small amount of allowance that we give to them i think yeah six six years old uh, more, more than five years old we can we can start training them but, yeah i think mm. definitely um yeah the allowance thing that you brought up i think is really helpful i know when i was younger um, sort of my parents would do the mm. same thing. You know, if you got like a birthday card from your grandma oh. or your grandfather and it had, you know, maybe like $20 in cash in it, yeah. you were like, yeah, <laughs> this is so awesome. Um, and, you know, you'd sort of put that away. And I think it's, um, yeah, helpful because then I'd, I'd go out and I'd want to get something and, you know, you ask your parents to buy it for you and they're like, well, no, if, if you want it, you have to spend your money. And then you're like, oh, I'm, I don't want to spend my money. Like, <laughs> I want to spend your money. Like, I want to spend my money. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a really helpful way. I think that definitely taught me 
as I was younger yet sort of how to understand the value of my own money um, and sort of what that means Um, and yeah and that helped me understand sort of the value of my parents money etc and I think yeah the difference between giving them sort of like cash and just sort of their their understanding of what a credit card is. I think my brothers are exactly the same. They're sort of like, yeah, this is like some magic thing, and the money just it's it's never it's never ending. It's always going to be there. Um, so I think that was so really if if your kids are old enough to to not swallow coins, um, then I think cash is always helpful because then and it's so satisfying for them to sort of collect it and mm. sort of see the kind of pile of coins and mm. sort of notes and stuff. Um, and yeah, I think giving a child a card is a bit, <laughs> a bit wild because you know that you don't exactly I think even as an adult you sort of don't really you're not gauging as much sort of how much it actually is I think mm. having cash is so helpful because I'm like oh I have to like I have to part with it it has to go away whereas if I just sort of tap my card then it's sort of like oh it's just it's just there it's just magic in the air mm. um so yeah I think that's good advice yeah for parents if you're sort of looking to implement that um, and in your family environment, sort of, yeah, being um, smart with money and having a healthy relationship with finances, it's it's helpful to sort of bring it in at a young age and sort of implement it, implement it in a healthy and a positive way, having that mm. positive and sort of fun relationship with it and understanding um, sort of the value of it in a, in a positive mindset is so helpful for that productivity. Mm, correct. And and. Uh, as they age, uh, as they grow older, we can uh, we can start like for the card and everything. It it's sometimes like uh, it can link to the parents, right? Parents card. So and also like uh, just give them enough in their saving account. So uh, later on they can they can also uh, learn to manage as well. The but but any but I think they cannot use credit card until they are more than seventeen years old. But they can withdraw yeah. money. <laughs> But they can withdraw money yeah. right, with the card. Yeah, with the, the card, actually, they can withdraw money. So, yeah, give them enough amount, actually, also in uh, in their saving account as they grow older. And then mm. they can they can uh, withdraw money with the card that that, uh, that have. It's somehow linked to the parents, so parents can always see as well. Yeah. Right? yeah, I think my dad did that with me and my younger brother. He set us up to bank accounts, but they were just sort of like debit savings. Mm. So you can't, there's no sort of like credit card sort of situation, yeah. but you had your little card and it was so <laughs> awesome and you had your name on it and you were like, yeah, yeah. Like, like adults kind <laughs> of cool. You're like 15, but like it was still really cool. Yeah, but, okay. but just give enough. I mean, not 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 yeah. too much also because, uh, because yeah, no. yeah <laughs> it, it, it's just like enough for for. For them to manage uh, their own, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that definitely, it sort of in, um, what am I? What's the word I want to use here? It uh, informs sort of mm. their work ethic. I know yeah. a lot of parents, um, sort of, if you want allowance, you have to do certain chores, or you have to sort of do certain <laughs> things um, to sort of do that. So you have to do the work to mm. to get the to get the money, like you would in in real life when you have a real job. Mm. Um, so I think yeah, it's important to sort of yeah, don't throw free money at them because um, mm. <laughs> it's not free, um, and sort of yeah, implement that healthy that healthy relationship with it, so that when they're older, they yeah, they have those techniques and that mm. sort of understanding of what it means. It becomes it's already become their habit right and yeah and they they actually uh, they can actually uh, uh, when 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 uh, when they 
when they actually get that allowance and then uh, they can be responsible. Actually, sometimes they can be creative. Children mm. can be creative also. Okay, uh, what should I do or what should I, uh, for example, to grow, uh, to grow the, the amount of money. Um, my oldest son, like one time, he sell something which I I I uh, uh, he sell he sell something to his friend. Like um, just just I think maybe the the what you call the the lid of the bottle. The yeah. lid of the bottle. I, he said to me that, uh, I, I, can you sell that? I, I'm like surprised. <laughs> like, yeah, someone want to buy it like that. <laughs> someone want to buy it for playing game or something. I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, somehow they can also, uh, we can also, they, they can, they can be also creative sometime uh, more than what we think. But of course, like we still have to monitor and evaluate. Yeah. That. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I think kids can be so creative in that. And, you know, that's why they sit outside with their sort of lemonade stands and they <laughs> sell little cups of lemonade that is so overpriced. But, you know, they, they're getting the concept, yeah. um, which is so important. Yeah. So let's sort of talk a bit about budgeting techniques for, for the adults. <laughs> um, so the 50-30-20 rule is one of the most widely used budgeting techniques. Um, So it's where you divide accordingly uh, 50% for essentials, so your needs, uh, 30% for discretionary spending, so your wants, and then 20% for savings. Um, What are your thoughts on this technique? Do you think it's productive or do you think it's sort of too general? Uh, First, uh, about the... okay conceptually about allocation it's uh it we 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 do need budgeting is actually we we need to allocate right but Mm -hmm. about the percentage somehow but about the percentage too i i think it's different person have different it it, it's not it's not one formula for everyone yeah like that for 50 30 20 is not one formula for everyone but the the essential point is about allocation about how we allocate, uh, how we do the allocation. I think uh, asset allocation, uh, income allocation is important. But for the percentage of the uh, 50, 30, 20, that one is actually, I think it's different for every person. It, we cannot use that rule, uh, that 50, 30, 20 for everyone. Yeah. But but the yeah. asset allocation concept, it is, it is actually uh, the main essential thing about uh, about budgeting. Yeah. So do you think um, that this is like a helpful budgeting tool that is productive or do you think that it can sort of, I don't know, do you think that it is too generalized? In terms of 50, 30, 20, uh, that one is actually cannot be used for everyone. But in terms of allocation, yes, we have to do it. Like uh, yeah. like I think previously I mentioned like um, – once we receive our income and then we start we start put okay uh, for example i i uh, i use it to pay the bill uh, uh, 30% and then i uh, i invest it 30% and then after that uh, i use it maybe uh, some amount also for for uh, 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 for example like uh, okay uh, 15 to 20% for social for example and then after that uh, for our needs, I think that yeah. that is the most important. It's 
the allocation. I mean, the allocation is the important thing. But the 50, 30, 20, that one, uh, it's not the same for everyone. Yeah, it's yeah. different for everyone, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an important thing to keep in mind is, is it is different for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. So not all budgeting techniques are, are going to be the same. So, you know, some will be more productive for some people than others. So I think that, yeah, that answers that question. The, so, the technique allocation, allocating money, it's, it's for everyone, asset allocation, yeah. but not the percentage. Not the percentage, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I meant. Yeah. Okay, so what are some other budgeting techniques that people may not know of? I think many people already already aware. I think, but but I mean, like many people. But but one thing that it's helpful also, like uh, the apps uh, or using card that can actually we every time we spend, we just use the card uh, or or uh, apps that one. So basically, it directly link and directly record our expenses. I think it help us to trace. And we don't need uh, it to have saving time also for us not to write our ex. Uh, mm. We we just can evaluate from from that uh, from that one. That the first one, the second one, maybe investment investing. I think a lot of investment app at the moment that uh, also we can use. But of course we have to we have to spend time to do to learn and to do research whether it's actually legal or not. Uh, whether the app is actually. Uh, Investor protection, for example, we have to learn also whether it's actually um, legal or not, and then also um, uh, our 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 right is being protected or not. Uh, mm. Register in the register in. I think every country has also uh, uh, regulator regulatory body which actually rules out yeah. right. We have to understand for that one also whether it's actually also from. Um, it's it's not Ponzi game, it's not Ponzi scheme game, mm. but it is actually really also in in investment. I think it's it's also helpful. I think at the moment a lot of a lot of apps that help us to uh, do the financial planning, but also to uh, to help us also to do online investing. So we don't have like I think previously we have to go to the bank, we have to uh, a lot of things, but now actually online apps. Online investment app is actually a lot, which saves us a lot of time as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think, like you said, um, you have to do that research. Make mm-hmm. sure that the app is sort of legitimate and it's safe, yes. and you know it's using, um, you know, proper security measures so that your information isn't sort of being infiltrated. So yeah, make sure people yeah. do your research. <laughs> it's very very important to do your research, especially when it comes to finances, because you know you, you work hard for those things. <laughs> So we're now going to delve into your personal practices um, and habits. So as someone, I know you said you don't like being called the expert, um, but as someone who is very um, sort of educated, let's say, in this area, um, what is a practice that you do to improve um, your budgeting skills and optimize your productivity? Uh First, as I mentioned, like every time I have my earning um, or allowance that I get, uh, I directly allocate allocate that. So after I allocate, it's uh, I already fulfill all the the the, the primary primary thing, all the bills, all. So I uh, at the end of the day, I do not have to worry all of that. That the first one because the the primary thing I already allocate uh, for that one, and then. I also allocate for investment 
and then I live with the rest. So I think that's the first thing that I do. And uh, now I think more time for me is actually not about allocating anymore because I already somehow have the pattern uh, about allocating it on, but more toward like learning about uh, investment products, about financial investment product, learning about the market, learning about uh, how how does certain certain things like for example nft is really new for me so now i also kind of learn what is actually that uh, yeah how does it works because the blockchain technology and all things it's i it's new for me it's mm. not um, it's not so i i even though i'm in 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 finance but uh i don't really i you know like our our um, my investment is like more toward like the common product like equity fixed income those kind of thing mutual fund right those kind of thing that we know but i kind of so also learn what is it what is it about and uh i think for everything we need we need we need effort also to somehow read and learn yeah i think that's uh for allocation i think it's already pattern it's already habit so it's not really difficult to implement Yeah, but uh, investment product is evolving, so I think uh, at the moment I catch up with that one as well. Yeah. So, what are sort of three good things about this practice? Sort of, what do you think are the benefits that you see the most when you sort of practice this sort of implementation? First, it reduces hazardness, uh, because uh, because like. Uh, Once again, at the end of the day, we are not we are not worried with okay this bill I haven't paid that bill I haven't paid because we already allocated since the beginning. So I think it reduces hassleness. Second, it helps us uh, to 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 do other thing which is actually uh, uh, more productive rather than we for example like uh, if we think we have we have money while actually we haven't paid our obligation at the first. At the end of the day, we will be worried, right? And yeah. also, at the end of the day, we will think like, how can, how suppose I pay this or pay that, 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 that. But but when we actually already allocate that, uh, so that's already fulfilled. At the end of the day, we don't have to worry about that one anymore. Second, about the apps that uh, that is being used for recording our expenses, it also saving time. Because uh, previously I have a journal, I write down how much I spend every day, blah blah blah. But now I don't have to do that because it's already recorded, and I just open the I just open the apps. I know, uh, and even it did, it did analysis like how much is for transportation, how much is for food, how much is for other thing. So it it also helped for the apps uh, for my my uh, recording my personal expenses. And the third one, I think it helped us to evaluate our. Uh, our use of money or our money management so uh, it also it also it also like uh, help us to evaluate after evaluation we know also which place that i want to return back and which place maybe i don't want to return back yeah yeah so i think yeah there's definitely helps. lots of positives yeah there's mm-hmm. definitely lots of um good things that come with that practice mm-hmm. but on the flip side um do you find any challenges when you do this No, I think it's simple. I mean, like sim- the the challenges that I learn now is more toward like learning about uh investment product, learning about the 
learning about the legitimacy and also the investor protection when I for example when we when we need to when I need to when I want to when I want to because when we invest we also have to think where 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 we invest our money right I think yeah definitely is, yeah I think the challenging is because now uh, it's in evolving yeah the investment product is evolving also that is the that we have to keep up and learning yeah that's the one but about allocation and that one I think it's helpful yeah. yeah, definitely. I think research, yeah, like you said, very, very important. Even if you're using yeah, an app or if you're investing, I think knowing where you're putting your investments is really important. I've noticed that that is definitely something um, that's come up a lot more sort of an economic literacy as of recently in terms of, yeah, is your investment going towards, you know, a company or somewhere that is, you know, affecting the environment or are they affecting human rights or that sort of thing? Um, so I think, yeah, it's always really important to do your research, people. That's the that's the key thing that I'm taking away from this at the moment. So how often um, do you do this? I guess you said you sort of do it on the monthly. Sure. Yep. So how do you find time to sort of do this? Like do you sit down for like a couple hours or do you sort of do it sporadically or do you sort of like set up a certain time where you sit down and you sort of go through sort of like your budget and make these allocations? Uh, if allocation, uh, once I, once um, I, uh, it's my earning, I receive my earning, I did it directly. Uh, yeah. But, but for the, I think the one that, for in, for learning about investment, that one, it's not, there is no certain time because sometimes market is very volatile, right? And also, mm. uh and news coming and also uh, unpredictability uh, many unpredictability thing also uh, rise so we i think for for learning about investment learning about market that one is more like no certain time we read news we we learn about that one but uh, yeah. for personal budget allocation i did it monthly but for uh, learning and also for uh, for evaluating the performance of the investment product that one um it's 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 more i, I think it's not it's not uh, it's not there is like a certain time to do it it's it's more toward like a continuous continuous thing that that i do yeah, yeah. so I think this is probably a, a, an answerable yes. um, question from what we've already talked about. But would you recommend that everybody do this? I think allocation certainly for allocation and yeah. Uh, investing, yeah, we have because you know inflation at the moment we are facing inflation, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you, you definitely need to do to to invest because. The, the real amount of the money is actually shrinking. Mm. Inflation means like with the same amount of money, the, the the purchasing power of the money is actually shrinking, right? So yeah. it's more it's important for for us to actually wisely uh, also think and put uh, and invest money. Yeah, so it's also or maybe like if you need to if you need to spend it spend also at the moment because maybe if you want to buy it next period it's already like more <laughs> yeah <laughs> if if we cannot if we cannot invest 
uh, and earn more than inflation actually better to spend now right rather than later right yeah but but yeah, of course definitely. but of course once again because we need to put aside some of some amount of money for example for our pension for for later period you we need uh, i think we need to also think about where where to put that that investment mm. amount of money yeah yeah definitely so based on your experience um do you have any other recommendations of practices that can be combined um or sort of improved in this practice think the it's general things but but for 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 combine and improving uh maybe maybe when it's depend upon our our current circumstances because everyone has different risk tolerance every mm. for if it, 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 it is talking about investment for example everyone has different risk tolerance everyone has different time horizon for investment and then um uh and then also uh different different life cycle different uh, because it's also it's also will affect uh how we how we uh how we actually want to uh, invest the money and also uh spend the money yeah yeah Awesome. So that pretty much wraps up our sort of practice and habit debrief. So we're going to move into open mic now. So this is essentially where you get to talk about um, anything that you're passionate about or anything that you want to share with the listeners. Um, it doesn't have to be related to budgeting or sort of the general topic. It can be It can be about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> I think I already somehow mentioned about environment and economy environment yeah. financial system i think uh, i think because because um everyone actually because we we cannot we cannot avoid that uh, uh for example when we want to make uh, environment more we want to to promote environmental friendly action because people also you know like they have economic incentives actually there are many ways uh, we can we should think of uh, to incentivize people to also involve in the environmental protection. I think that's important as well. Yeah. yeah. At the moment, yeah, definitely. Currently, yeah, currently I read more about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we've already we've touched on this already, but I think it's such an important, um, yeah, topic. I think the environment is affected by everything we do. You know, whether mm. it's your whether it's our economics or our sort of like our fashion industry or our food habits or that sort of thing. I think all those things require money. They all require economics. And so I think, um, yeah, learning how to be productive and sustainable Mm. um, sort of with your purchases, I think that's something that, um, yeah, people are learning more about. And I think it's so important that we sort of, um, yeah, kind of continue uh, spreading that education about it because it's not something um, that I know I know that I've haven't thought about it too much but something that my parents generation have mm. um, you know yeah haven't given um, sort of too much thought to but I think it's something that we're looking at a lot more now you know a lot more products mm. when you go to the shops they're yes. sort of promoting the fact that they're more environmentally friendly and, and actually you know, yeah. we have we are as a consumer we have power as well right 
to choose mm. and to decide actually yeah but once again uh, both from the producer and consumer we are actually co- at the moment maybe we are consumer but we also something sometimes can think about uh, producing something from the uh, producing something uh, and earn something from the and for example like uh, we we have a problem of uh, for example I, I just I just uh, I just give a really practical example I know in uh, in my hometown uh, there is unused unused uh, leaf unused leaf it's actually um, what you call uh, we maybe we think but it's actually like as a garbage right because yeah. it's unused leaf but actually um, they 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 use that and they they produce it become something actually handmade which is actually yeah, wow. very yeah so it's actually uh, uh, beautiful and also useful and they actually can can earn additional income from that one so yeah. this this mother is actually having uh, creative also they actually in one sense help the environment but it's also help the uh, uh, the economy of the family Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think that's been something that I've been looking at, sort of recently. Maybe not so much in the environmental aspect, but now that you say it, it makes a lot of sense in terms of providing people, um, yeah, sort of with that education and those skills, um, and sort of that understanding of how they can, uh, like, sort of make an economic benefit for themselves, but also help sort of others in the environment and that sort of thing. And I think that's something. Um, yeah, that's very important. I think it comes down to education, you know, people learning about these things and also having the ability to, yeah, learn about these things, you know, being in school and having that, you know, um, access to school and education to learn about the environment and learn how they can affect the economy um, and how can they affect themselves financially. Yes. Um, and so, also yes, education. physically. <laughs> Mm, yeah. environment is also affect them physically right yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah as as we're seeing at the moment everywhere we've got you know extreme temperatures here in Melbourne it's been so insanely freezing mm. and we're not even in the peak of winter yet but then when you're later in Queensland on December, yeah but yeah. later on December you will experience very <laughs> very hot exactly weather. and there's lots of parts of Australia that are still yeah like Queensland's struggling with extreme flooding and it's still mm. hot in a lot of parts of Queensland even though mm. it's really cold here in Melbourne so I think yes educating yourself about economics and how that affects the environment I think is such an important topic that we definitely need to talk about and uh, many simple things that we can do actually many it's but if like simple thing that uh, we do but if many people do it I, I think it's somehow also giving giving great impact yeah, yeah definitely awesome mm-hmm. so thank you for that that was great yes. <laughs> that was a good conversation I think yeah if for the listeners I think that's an incredible topic yeah for people to do more research on and to learn more about um and to educate themselves on yeah and just the little things you can do on the daily sort of you know recycling or in Australia I know there's certain states um I know in Queensland you can you can take plastic bottles back to um sort of the factory and they'll give you 10 cents in return my brothers collect (laughs) my brothers have lots and lots of cans and and Mm. bottles um so things like that I think Mm. are really incredible initiatives that sort of help out the economy help yourself financially and also help the environment which Mm. is totally awesome 
So we're going to go into audience questions now. Uh, so we'll just, we've got our three audience questions. So the first question is from somebody who wants to know if I want to retire early, um, what sort of budgeting techniques would you recommend? Uh, I think maybe the question more toward like uh, how to plan uh, if if he or she want to retire early. I think first yeah. thing, first thing like uh, uh, we have to think like how old is she now or is he now, and then when when uh, when uh, when we want to retire, and then afterward we can calculate actually how much amount of money that we need for uh, for the retirement period. Okay, and then uh, how much it we have to invest uh, or in uh, save, save and invest uh, from the current period until the retirement period. I think yeah. that's uh, using time value of money. Also, we can we can we can calculate that. And uh, and for the investment product, I think yeah, there are also it's, it's we need to we need to read and but but I think many many. Banks also have program retirement pro, retirement fund program for uh, yeah. uh, saving and investment. Yeah, we have to read that also. First, first thing about like uh, how how old uh, the the current moment, and then how old uh, he or she is want to have the retire retirement. How long for how long, and then they uh, we can calculate how much is it, and then we. We how much we need to invest per month uh, until yep. the retirement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different factors that I think you do have to take into account, and I think yes, there's a lot of banks um, that I think sort of can sort of help you with this. Um, so yeah, there's lots of different sort of ways to implement this, but I think yeah, budgeting and sort of figuring out what works best for you is probably the is probably the best first step. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we can count uh, because I don't know how old is he or she. But actually, I can help also. Like for example, how old is he now, and then how old uh, he wants uh, or she wants to have the retirement. For example, from the current moment until he or she retired, it's twenty years. And yeah. then, uh, how how long he uh, he or she want to have the? I mean, like, uh, uh, of course, we don't know uh, how long in exact, but at least like okay, uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe like uh, 10 or 15 years, for example, for example, for 10 or 15 years. So then we can calculate how much amount that we have to provide uh, mm. at the retirement period to to live for the retirement. Actually, we can calculate that easily uh, um, uh, using spreadsheet. Yeah. Okay. Or just calculator. Yeah. Oh, just like awesome. I don't know how old. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah. at the moment there are many, I don't either. <laughs> but there are many actually uh, calculator, financial calculator that can be used also for that one. Oh. Just input how old are you, how how uh, how old are you, and then when do you want to have your uh, retirement, and then uh, for how long, and then directly they can calculate uh, approximately per month to be safe uh, saving and wow, yeah, that's just so awesome. That. I'm totally going to go look that up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So for that listener, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. If you, yep, yeah, there's, there's apps and calculators and there's yeah, things that you can go and look up to help you figure that out. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So our second question is from a listener who says, 
I tend to spend money on treats to make me feel motivated while working. As a result, I end up spending a lot of money um, that is more than I should. What can I do as an emotional spender? Uh, what is treat? Is it she spend for what? Yeah. So I think she um, she spends money sort of on things to make herself feel better. So as ah. motivation. Um, ah. So I guess it's sort of, it's something that I do as well, sort of <laughs> emotional spending. You know, you uh, buy things, sort of like retail therapy, okay. sort of buy things to make yourself uh, feel better. But you sometimes can end up spending a lot of money. So this listener wants to know sort of what can they do or what sort of advice do you have uh, for someone who sort of tends to spend a lot of money on treats to motivate themselves? Okay, so first allocation, that one is very important. I think it will kind of help also. For example, like uh, they because uh, people people tend to think that, uh, okay, this is the amount that I, money that I still have. But when we actually already reduce it, for example, uh, we receive and then uh, uh, 30%, we already use it for paying all the bills and then 30% for investment, only left 40%, right? So yeah. then, uh, then uh, the most... Uh, he or she will spend like only from this this forty percent, forty percent like bracket forty percent basket, right? So somehow it actually helps because uh, he or she will not think that I have this one hundred percent, but but actually at the end he he or she will end end up only this forty percent, right? I only yeah. have this forty percent, so it somehow I think help in. Uh, in 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 uh, reducing the uh, rather than rather than uh, we do not allocate at all, so we think that we have this one hundred percent. But if we already have, yeah. we only have this basket forty percent. So then we also think, okay, I need to eat, I need to do something, something. So it it can help uh, psychologically. I think it can help, but but uh, it's not actually. It's good also to reward yourself, but or to to give motivation. But I think uh, for that one need need measurable measurable outcome. So so for example, like uh, okay, I I for example, I already do one good project and then the result is good. Then I treat myself. It's not yep. that uh, it's not that um, I haven't achieved it. But then I I reward it. It's actually not rewarding. It's not it's not a reward, right? Because reward is something that you do after you achieve something yeah yeah i think allocation so uh after you reduce that one so it means that you only have this 40 percent it helps and then the second one also uh maybe uh, should have measurable measurable outcome of uh of to give reward to ourselves yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to go like full cold turkey at first, but just sort yeah. of, yeah, having that measurable outcome and sort of mm. understanding, yeah, sort of that allocation is very important. Mm. All right, and our final audience question is from a listener who wants to know um, if there is an effective way to stick to our own budgeting. So is there a way to help us sort of not get lazy with our budgeting? Start simple, like the first one. Simple, uh, in the in the sense that, uh, because you already allocate, right? So, you it's it's simple because, uh, first when we have earning, 
we directly already allocate for the prioritizing and investment and then the, i think after that for example we only have this 40% we actually it's simple for us right because we don't have to because like this when we when we think we have money we we tend to uh, we tend to think that what 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 do i want to buy what should i want what should yeah. i buy with this money <laughs> right but yeah. but once for example we receive for example we receive $1000 and then we already uh, we already cut that for all the bill that that, that uh, 300 and then 300 or for the investment mm. it's already it's already allocated right so we only we only left 400 right so i think it's it's um uh it helps uh, so we 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 now we not we are not thinking like okay uh i have 1000 but instead okay i have 400 so uh have to live with this this uh this this uh, amount of money yeah i think yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah having that mindset um Yeah, of knowing sort of what you're allocated and having to think about that every month, I think will definitely sort of, you'll naturally kind of build um, that sort of, yeah, understanding um, of how to be productive with your budgeting and sort of how to be effective with it, yeah. And also uh, one thing that I, I I learned also, actually there is also auto-debit for investment, auto-saving. So for example, we have that one directly, it will be deducted and pick the date for example uh, for example we receive earning on 20 for example for on uh, 25 for example so so uh, just just pick for example 26 uh, to deduct the money from our money for investment so it will be directly deducted uh, like auto saving we don't have to we don't have to invest so it will be uh, we don't have to uh, uh, what we don't have to Do it ourselves. It will be like every month will be deducted like that, and deducted yep. after we receive the money. So, for example, twenty five we receive the earning twenty six directly. Every twenty six every month will be deducted for the, the investment. For example, like yeah, like what I give example like one thousand directly deducted three hundred or or two hundred fifty for example. So, it's auto saving, right? So automatically when we see our bank account, it's actually only left the one that. It's, yeah <laughs> it's simple it's it's easier right to manage uh, yeah okay. it's already it's already allocated it for you yes <laughs> yeah yeah that's great well i yeah. hope yeah that answers that question for that lister mm-hmm. um and that pretty much brings us uh to the end of our podcast thank you so much uh payphone for you, being yeah. here mm-hmm. had such a great time i hope yeah that people are able to walk away with this with a more um sort of educated understanding of budgeting and sort of change your attitude towards it like it can be fun and it's a positive thing and it's so um important for us to have a a healthy relationship uh with our finances and our budgeting and i know mm-hmm. that this is definitely sort of it's motivated me to sort of confront my my sort of bad spending habits um so i think i will definitely i'll definitely be going home and sort of allocating and sort of figuring out what my what my budget is um so thank you so much payfun for being thank here thank you nice talking to you tia thank you and, and to our listeners yeah and to our listeners um don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're on and we'll see you next time bye bye thank you have a nice day
You have been listening to Work in Progress, the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by the Life Management Science Labs. Listen to episodes from LMSL's 10 Life Management Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or other podcasting apps on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps others find us and us grow to bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at pp.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Tia Hama. Thanks for tuning in.